0: Did you know that this show is 100% listener-sponsored? If you would like to help sponsor the show and become a vital part in producing it, please consider joining Hero Hero or
1: Patreon. What's the difference between those, you might ask yourself? Let me tell you. Patreon is your more classic experience. There's levels. You can join at a dollar, $2, all the way up to $35. You get different stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But if you want to join Hero Hero, everyone pays the same amount. Everyone gets the exact same thing. a month locked in for life. So even if we raise it, you're not going to pay more than $8. And the difference between Hero Hero and Patreon is that with Patreon, you get merch. With Hero Hero, you don't, but you get all the stuff we offer you. Yes. Like what, Dennis?
0: Well, you get our monthly vlog called The Lost Tapes, where we go around and visit different places and have different experiences together. You get ad-free episodes of The Check-In. You get Checking In With, our bonus podcast, where we interview different people. There's hours and hours and hours Hours of content You also get Movie commentary Once a month And there's like 10 of them up there now
1: Yeah My favorite thing And I think the thing That you are getting The most value from Is the live shows Yo We record this podcast Live twice a month And we do it With a live chat We sit and talk To our live chat For much longer Than we probably should (laughs) Yes It takes us Two to three hours To record an episode And you see how long These episodes are They're not two to three hours No We have so much fun It's a community We all talk to each other and it really is such a high value piece of this whole project.
0: Yes. So if you're interested, go to patreon.com slash Callow, my name, our Patreon, or herohero.co slash Bethany Watson and Dennis Callow and join today and help support the show. That's patreon.com slash Dennis or herohero.co slash Watson and Dennis Callow. Consider joining
1: today, won't you? Links are in the show notes if that seems like a mouthful. This is The Check-In. I'm Bethany Watson. I'm Dennis Callow. We work together. We eat together. We live together. We sleep
0: together. And
1: when you are together that much, you have to check Check in. in For the purpose and the benefit of your relationship. Hell yeah. We want to give a shout out to everyone who's watching us live right now on patreon.com slash Dennis Callow. His name, our Patreon. Hello,
0: everyone. Hi. Hello.
1: We also want to shout out everyone who's watching us right now on herohero.co slash Bethany Watson and Dennis Callow. That's our new page. Finally, our
0: names together. That's herohero.co slash Bethany Watson and A-N-D Dennis Callow. Go there and we will tell you why. It's a new... (laughs) 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 Nice. You go. You do it.
1: It is a new platform uh, where people can support creators and... On the same profile, you can create things yourself and get support. It is new in the US, but it has been in Europe for a while. There is no merch. And so because of that, we can give you everything that we give everyone on Patreon minus the merch, which means we can give it to you for $5 a month for a limited time.
0: And that price is locked in for life, even when we inevitably have to raise the price in the future. Yes. We are keeping the door open until 2024. So you have until December, the end of December of 2023, to sign up at the $5 level. Yep. Okay, and there's only one level. Yep. That's there's it. no tiers. Nope. Everyone gets everything. One price, okay? But you basically get everything we do.
1: We ironically have a really huge post on Patreon (laughs) about it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Look, healthy competition, baby.
1: it's a public post on Patreon. So if you have any questions, there's a huge FAQ section. Patreon.com slash Dennis Callow and... Definitely join us on HeroHero.co slash Bethany Watson and Dennis Callow.
0: And if you have any other questions, hit us up at thecheckinmailbox at gmail.com.
1: Speaking of Patreon, I want to give a shout out to our new two-buck Chuck. Hell yeah. Crystal A. Mm -hmm. Crystal sparkling like a diamond. (laughs) Crystal Pepsi? The clearest Pepsi of all the Pepsis.
0: Yeah. I want them to bring that back.
1: Didn't they for a while?
0: Yeah, and it didn't do well again. Do you
1: remember when (laughs) SNL did the uh, commercial for Crystal Gravy?
0: yes oh my god yes absolutely. and it used the
1: right now, now. Yes. Yeah, yeah yeah it was just
0: glue. it looked right like aloe oh, just yeah, like it was dropping disgusting. over turkey yeah, it was
1: disgusting. um dennis do you want to read our cute pet story before we get into how we did this week and uh yes. spooky stories yes
0: absolutely but before we do this i do want to send a very big thank you out to our checkmate jess they started a facebook group for us we are not involved in it nope uh just runs it themselves uh it was just out of nowhere it was really beautiful and wonderful and we didn't shout them out in the last episode because
1: we forgot
0: and uh we want to let them know that we appreciate them so much for running it for doing it i hope it's going well we don't look at it we don't spy on you guys (laughs) it is just for your enjoyment yeah we stay the fuck away from it yep um but we're very grateful yeah it's the first time ever in my life anyone has started a facebook page with me in it yeah
1: it's Um, amazing it's it's so nice and i know jess is in her chat right now jess
0: jess thank you so much thank
1: you and if if you can remind us what the uh web address is
0: it's actually in our show notes is it
1: great actually well actually it's in our show notes okay never mind
0: so now Let's move on to cute pet stories. Yes,
1: this is from Jaya.
0: J.A.P. Subject, my pup.
1: <laughs> pup.
0: Hellos. That actually does have an S at the end of it. Just a prep, I moved across country, N.J. to W.A.H. to WA. NJ to Washington Washington, eight years ago. It was just me, and recently I have obtained my mom's dog, Precious.
1: Precious.
0: (laughs) She is 14 and is used to being around other dogs and people. It is just her and I. This past two weeks, we have gotten into this habit when I get home. In the video, apologies for the quality, sucks Android. Uh, instead of her going through my legs, I pass over her. It makes her happy. I also, during one of her walks, every other day or so, call my mom and give her random updates. Love this show. Jeanette Preston, I watched this video and we will post it what in our Discord? I don't know how we can fucking... post it. It's so cute. You want to describe
1: it? Yeah. So she gets home. Yeah. And this is like a tiny little white baby.
0: So cutesons. So
1: cutesons. Yeah. She walks in and like widens her legs like there's a stick between her ankles. Yeah. And she like waddles, like, like walks like that over the puppy and the puppy like gets so excited and (laughs) spins around and then J.O. waddles back the other way Uh and then the puppy gets even more excited. (laughs) And the way that Precious the puppy is gazing up Uh is so cute and wonderful and you can tell you two have an amazing relationship. So thank you so much for sending that email. If you, gentle listener, have a cute pet story or a funny pet story, we love starting our episodes off with those. Yes. Please send them to the check-in mailbox at gmail.com and just put like funny pet story mm-hmm. you know but we want them if they're funny or if they're like cute if they're sad that's not really what we're going for here
0: we're trying to keep the pet stories pretty light light
1: and happy light and happy yeah 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 yeah
0: okay so bethany how did we do this week i have a list you
1: you came with a scroll I came with a scribe no it, a scribe is
0: the person that writes the scroll that's
1: right Mm. Hey, hey, he's thought the things we did this week.
0: Speaking of the fact that you know the definition of a scribe, hence Renfair. Now, why do I bring up the Renfair, Bethany? Why do you well, bring up the Renfair? Because, folks, I have actively <laughs> been trying to set Bethany up with friends <laughs> online. Now, I actively set her up with this person uh-huh. named Michelle. She's great. Michelle is amazing. And they had a lot in common, and I noticed that they had a lot in common. I followed her uh, from Liz mm-hmm. Lane, who you've heard in the in the last Checking In With episode. If you haven't, go check that out. It's yeah. on the main feed. And I just found her hilarious. And yeah. I was like, she's great. She's funny. Uh, she's into cool music. like she's, yeah. she's really cool. She's goth chick. Goth chick. Really yeah. fucking cool. But I started to notice that you guys had a lot in common in terms of like, life stuff
1: like what do you remember like some of the first things
0: it was the tone
1: (laughs) (laughs) what would that tone be would you say
0: sort of self-hatred but also (laughs) but 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 also like i i am the best you know, it's, like, the, you <laughs> it's, know, it's really like, line,
1: like a, walking that razor's edge yeah. of like confidence and just confidence hatred. And and
0: absolute self, self deprecation. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 And
0: all, just a lot of things like, sh- like she has social anxiety. She's yeah. a bit shy, yeah. but she's also really funny. Like, oh, there's just a lot of things that were in common there. Yeah. I, I can't off the top of my head think of it. But then I was laying in bed and, and I was DMing a couple of people and a DM came in from her and I, Answered, and I said, hey, quick question. Do you, lo- A, love magicians? Two, have an obsession with Keanu Reeves? And three, love a Ren Fair?"
1: These are all things I love.
0: She immediately, as the reaction, sent the atomic mind-blown <laughs> thing and wrote back, first of all, I own every single one of, what's his name? David Copperfield. David Copperfield's
1: TV specials. TV special
0: since, like, from up to 2001. Yeah. Yeah. On VHS. Yeah. I taped them off the television. Two, yes, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. Three, my, Ren Renfair is my life. And I said this to Bethany, and you almost started, like, crying.
1: I was, like, laughing in delight Yeah, so hard I had to use my inhaler.
0: To preface this, you two have been talking a lot.
1: Yeah, now we just talk all day. So, yeah.
0: This made me really happy because I think that a lot of the last couple of years, at least what, since I've been with you, like mm-hmm. in the last five years that we've been together, I've noticed that you've like sort of come back to who you were before the morning show. Yeah. And,
1: you it, know, it took a while to get the confidence. And,
0: and you're sort of like back in your form. Yeah. And you have friends that are very close. Absolutely.
1: But I didn't know any women who were like spooky gothy.
0: And that had like David fucking Copperfield. (laughs) (laughs) like That was the game changer for me when I read that. I was like, Bethany, you don't even know. So I'm so excited that you and Michelle. Now, unfortunately, she lives like in the South. Yeah. But we're going to go visit her and Brandon and Liz. Liz.
1: It's crazy to find people who are you're kind of weird, yeah, you know. Yeah. and I never had other spooky gothy friends really. like mm-hmm. growing up, I didn't really, you know I, I had a few here and there. I have a few here and there, but like I haven't had a, a, like a group and finding Liz, who, again, we interviewed with her husband, Brandon, and finding Michelle, and Liz and Michelle are friends. Yes. It has just been amazing. And also, I have been in relationships before where the person tried to isolate me from other people. Hmm. And it is so fun to be in a relationship where you are actively trying to find me best friends. You're like, I saw this chick, and she knows her, and she seems cool, and you should reach out to her.
0: It brings me joy. I love seeing you happy and excited. And also, it's good because they all sort of have that level of energy that you have where it's like, I can only hang out for this many hours.
1: Yeah, it's sort of like (laughs) always a little tired and depressed. Yes. We're all like that. Like with Liz and Brandon. Yeah. You and Brandon, by the way, need your own show on Bravo.
0: Brandon and I are... Literally best friends We send each other video messages He started it (laughs) Yeah On Instagram Yeah Like through the messaging app
1: It's the best show I've ever watched So Brandon and Dennis Will be going back and forth On these video messages Right And when Brandon's saying Something just foul You hear Liz in the background Going Brandon Brandon! Brandon! It's so
0: great. It's so great.
1: And when you say something foul, you hear me in the background going, come on, Dennis. And I feel like our energy is the same. Same. And we have joked amongst all of us before where if we lived in the South with them, house next to house next to house, it would be you and Brandon running into the basement (laughs) like, do you want to see my room? And then- (laughs) Liz. <laughs> and then Liz and Michelle and yeah. I would be upstairs yeah. in a – sitting in a circle. Uh-huh. And when you guys finally came back up, the three of us would just be floating, like <laughs> levitating. <laughs> yes. Like our our eyes closed, our hands together. Just Light like, as floating. a feather, yeah. stiff as a board yeah. Yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of thing. One yeah. would be just yeah. like at the ceiling. It's so fun. Yeah.
0: So checkmates, if you're out there and you're like, I feel like I don't have a best friend, hang on. Yeah. And reach out you know, to <laughs> someone or maybe someone will hook you up. in your life with a best friend. But it's always important, I think, to have one.
1: Definitely. It's
0: important to know that there's someone out there that you can connect with. And I am just so happy, Bethany, that you you. have met someone that you, I don't know, just connect with in such a strong way. Yeah, it's great.
1: It's so great. And I truly like to be able to be your most honest self. I think the moment that it connected for you with Michelle was when, you showed me a picture of us or something. And I was like, I'm so sick of my face. I am so sick of being me. And you were like, that's insane you meant you texted it to michelle and she was no, like "No, no, I, I wrote
0: it on my stories you wrote it and on she your was stories. Like, she was like did i write this yeah
1: 100 yeah. she loves hell house llc as much as i love hell that house was LLC. one of the things
0: that i was like wait a minute yeah and good
1: thing they formed a limited liability corporation because a lot of people died from I, those haunted houses died,
0: yeah okay so moving on from your best friendship yeah. i want to talk about something huge that we did this week what is it we filmed uh a music video together yo i'm gonna let you take this one because i Did the I did a lot with the last one. So now you talk about this.
1: So we mentioned a few episodes ago that we have started sort of a for-hire production company where Mm -hmm. if people want to create short form videos or photos, do something for their website, create social media content, we we come to you, we help create it, whatever you need. Sound, direction, whatever. So a friend of ours, Scarlett, who Mm -hmm. Scarlett Moreno, who is a director, Uh, We worked with her on Little Lucha and the Big Deal that we shot in Minneapolis. Yeah, and
0: that's how this whole production thing sort of started. We were like, I love this. We love working together.
1: So she was uh, directing a music video for this artist, Ariana and the Rose. Mm -hmm. And it's such a cool concept. And she asked if, you know, you would DP it. Yeah. And we shot it in one day. It's this crazy, beautiful concept. It's like a very old Hollywood dance sequence.
0: And we shot it in a studio Uh and there were these LED backlights and it looked like curtains. Yeah. And I I started editing, like just color editing or grading some of the shots. Yeah. And we were like, holy shit. It
1: looks like a technicolor movie. It looks like movie. a technicolor
0: yeah. movie. Yeah.
1: But it cemented, we were floating for days. It cemented yeah. in me how much I A love working with you because Same. it's a different side of you. Yeah. You know, like it's like this side of you that is super focused and very like, you know what you're doing. Yeah. You're super confident <laughs> when it comes to this stuff because you're super good at it. And I also love being your right hand man because I have a vest that I like I got like like a belt that I wear, has all the tools in it. You're gonna get a vest. You're gonna get a
0: utility vest. You have a utility belt. You have tools, you've got lenses, you've got everything.
1: And we had to we had to do a dolly shot where you were sitting on the cart on this dolly and I had to move it for you to keep in time with the dancing. This like ballroom dancing. Mm And it was so much fun getting the timing of that right, uh-huh. pushing you. We had our friend Miguel. Our new friend Miguel was on the spotlight. He had to be timing that perfectly. It like everything had to come together and it was magical.
0: With, might I add, zero rehearsal. No We rehearsals. had to do it on the fly. Yeah. And our gaffer slash second AC, yeah. he was like, Miguel was a superstar. He got the choreography after like one or two things he yeah. was following. It, it really felt like you were watching this beautiful movie from the 40s yeah and uh yeah great it was such a great job all around and we were just a team of three yep for what normally would take a lot of people to do and i had such a blast i love working with you it is such a joy it's such a joy
1: it's crazy because we drove um it was like a kind of a long drive there and back. And on the way home, we didn't listen to a podcast for the entire time. No, we, we talked. Were, we just talked. We were so mm-hmm. busy just like, you know that where you, you're so excited you can't stop talking? We were yeah. just chattering at each other with what we loved about the day, how much fun we had. And it just made me realize that as much as I love acting and I love acting, yeah, I just am happy on a set. Yeah, If it's being your grip and I'm just like pushing your dolly back and forth, I... I'm thrilled to do it. Mm-hmm. I sometimes love it more just to be in that high adrenaline where everyone has to work together and like get it done and you're handing something off to someone with the perfect timing. And if you don't do it perfectly, it throws it all off. I love that. And I just, I want that to be like every day. Oh, hello. It's your friend Bethany here. I want to tell you about something very cool that I have just launched. It is a clothing rental website called Bewitch Your Wardrobe. You've probably heard of other clothing rental websites before. The dumb ones that can be so expensive, over $100, and you do not get to choose your clothes, and you do not get to choose how many times you swap out your rentals. With BewitchYourWardrobe.com, it is $50 a month, and you get unlimited clothing swaps all month. And that does not change. I, in the past, have changed out eight times (laughs) over the month. So go to bewitchyourwardrobe.com and check it out for yourself. Free shipping, free returns. We clean these suckers beautifully. And the items that you pick are the items they send to you. And if you fall in love with an item you rent, you get to buy it at a deep discount. So bewitchyourwardrobe.com. It's my new rental service. I'm so excited about it. And transform your style again and again.
0: Well, yeah, and I'm really proud of you on on a side note. We've been working on something that we can't talk about, <laughs> but uh, I was really shocked uh, because you said to me for this specific project, you were like, I actually want to step down and, uh, you know, work behind the camera. Mm-hmm. I think I would best serve behind. And I was like, what? You were yeah. like, yeah, just for this specific one, like I I want to be. And so we're co-directing it. Yeah.
1: yeah. and.
0: That is, I'm so excited about that. It's the, the prospect of it.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too. And it's the things work out the way they're supposed to work out. Right. I was. We, we planned this project yeah. for me to star mm-hmm. in it. Yeah. Um. The whole time. Yep. And then some things happened where that could not be the case, and it was right. sort of out of our hands. It
0: was out of our hands, and it
1: yeah. was devastating.
0: Yeah. It was a few days of like hell for yeah. you, and and we, were, I, it was like a mourning period.
1: But now I'm realizing that that happened for the best because I think best. that this yeah. will. I don't know. I'm loving this so much. I so know it's really. I fun. love. I don't know. It's I love really working fun. with you. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the
0: final thing we're getting ready for the holiday road trip. Yes, Coming we did up.
1: it last year. We're doing it again. We're mm-hmm. hitting the road, baby.
0: We were gonna try to save money. And fly, yeah. But we realized we got a cat with half a face and a pug nose. Yeah,
1: she, so can't, she breathe. can't really breathe well. No. So
0: probably best not to bring her on a plane.
1: Not good for airplane turnout.
0: <laughs> so we're driving.
1: Everything is for her. It's all for you.
0: Literally, our whole lives yeah. revolve around this motherfucking sit. cat. And
1: we don't know anyone in town who can sit her. Nope. And even if they could sit her, it's so much money.
0: It's so much money. So we're, it, we're better her. off just bringing her. So anyway, so how are you How are you feeling about the road trip coming up? I'm so excited. I know, <laughs> me too.
1: <laughs> Two days. Two days. Gentle listener, could you do this? Two days. The first day is 10-hour driving. The second day is nine-hour driving. Yeah. With your partner. Yeah and your cat. Uh-huh. You put the litter box on the floor of the passenger seat. You leave the, the you leave the carrier open. When you're driving, maybe hour four or five, Yeah. She, your cat sort of wanders out of the carrier.
0: Gab a and out. Absolutely. Gab a gab it out of her she gourd. She
1: takes a massive poo. Shit. And you have to emergency put your flashers on and pull the car over on the side of the highway so you can dump that poo because the whole car uh-huh. is now hot boxed.
0: Yeah, so... And it's usually really cold. Yeah. So like the heat's on. Yeah. So it's just permeating just yeah. this, this bacteria yeah. everywhere. The last time this happened, I I have to tell this story because it's hilarious. What
1: happened?
0: You are driving and go, oh fuck, <laughs> fuck. I'm like, what, <laughs> what? And you're like, oh, you'll see, you'll <laughs> see. And you're pulling over the side of the road. We're hitting those those. And I'm like, Jesus Christ! Oh, 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 god! Oh, god! I roll down the window. Now here's the thing car physics are really weird <laughs> because someone farts or there's shit someone takes shit In cat takes shit the smell travels very slowly like almost to the other person
1: diagonally diagonally yeah. into the,
0: it's and i never i never fully understood the car physics it's weird so that's Minerva on the road trip. Yeah, I'm excited. How do you feel about I'm packing? S- s-
1: oh, no. So I'm going to be packing light for this trip.
0: Okay, so let's go through this.
1: So you said you were going to pack...
0: What? One duffel bag and one backpack.
1: Great, because we're going to bring food to save money. We're right. going to like fill the cooler up yep, with goods. Yep. So I'm also going to pack light. Mm-hmm. So I'm only bringing, yeah. I think, three steamer trunks <sighs> full of clothing and ball gown skirts, which is good.
0: All right, Bethany.
1: Yes, Dennis. It
0: is now time. If you are listening to this in the light, you're doing it wrong, asshole. Turn
1: off the dark like Spider-Man.
0: No, turn off the lights. Turn off the light
1: unlike Spider-Man. So many people died.
0: Maybe we should have rehearsed this.
1: My God, there's blood everywhere.
0: We are now going to read spooky spooky stories from our listeners.
1: This one's from Stella.
0: I've known Stella for like 50 years over 20 years i've known
1: stella you. rules stella was one of the first stella's of your great. friends that i met
0: mm-hmm. she has been through thick and thin with me
1: she's great if you um, know stella give her a big hug
0: love her so much so this is from stella and this is called stella's ghost uncle dc and b dubs hello loveys <laughs> i guess it's time to tell the tale of my ghost uncle murray murray In February 1984, my mom, dad, and I made a trip to eastern Oklahoma to visit my dad's family one more time before my mom had my new sibling. Mm -hmm. I have three older sisters, and we are all excited because we are all positive that the new baby will be a boy. The doctor has told us it's a boy, and everyone is excited. It's a boy. There are a few houses all in the same area. My grandparents, Aunt Maggie, and Uncle Mark all live steps from each other. My parents slept at my grandparents' house, but I wanted to sleep at Maggie's because I love her so much. Side note, the area that we are staying in has been in the family since the early days of Oklahoma statehood. Our family cemetery is still there. My grandpa and dad are both buried there. Some part of me will likely be buried there. It's just part of us, so it's got a vibe.
1: That's cool as hell, man. I
0: know, family (gasps) plot. That's so cool. So five-year-old me is sleeping in a giant bed wakes up and a large man is sitting at the end of the bed he's a larger man he's got a cane and a bit of a belly he's wearing a cowboy hat and has a twinkle in his eye my heart started beating very fast but i wasn't scared somehow i was calm despite a stranger being in the room he asked me if i was ready for my new baby sister i said very matter of fact that i was having a brother he laughed and said that the doctor was wrong and that it would be a girl He asked if Maggie made gravy, which she had. (laughs) I think something triggered me then because I started screaming and Maggie came running from her room. He was gone and I spent the rest of the night in her room. The next morning, everyone thought I had just had a bad dream and brushed it off. March, 1984. My mom has a girl, not a boy. (laughs) Cowboy man was right. Doctor was wrong. Years later... I was telling my dad this story and he pulled out a bunch of old photos and asked if this was him. See attached photo with my dad. I am pulling up attached photo. This was Maggie's husband, Murray, who died prior to me being born in the room that I was sleeping in. Exo Stella!
1: Stella, oh my god wild. So, he,
0: so he sort of looks like if you know actors wc fields a yes, bit. yes totally wc fields he's wearing a fedora he's wearing a tie very like 40s looking it's more of a stetson i would say sure than a fedora i don't know the difference and yeah so that makes sense that that's looks so cool yeah that's crazy
1: stella awesome
0: story stella thank you so much for being part of this
1: okay Ha-ha. <laughs> <laughs> Stella.
0: all right bethany you have paragraphs i'm
1: gonna read this one
0: okay who is this from
1: This is from Steph. Hello, says Steph. (laughs) I'm picturing it with Mrs. Doubtfire with the pie on her face. Yes, yeah. Hello. Hello! So I know during the last live of the check-in, it was recommended to just send in my spooky story. Yeah, we may have bullied Steph a little bit and been like, just send it in. We did. We told her, send that shit in right now. Come Come on, on." Steph. So here it is. Okay. Mostly odd, maybe spooky, one Mm. unnerving, and for me, mostly emotional. At the end of last year... Mm -hmm. I learned that my mom's side of the family appears to have a ghost-sensitive gene. Out of nowhere, while driving my mom to my grandma's house, she just asks me, Do you ever see or feel ghosts? Why is wait, hold on. Why is I feel she like from that's Minneapolis? Good, I don't know. I wanted to be like a mom voice, you know? Okay. Yeah, okay. So Do you ever see or feel ghosts, Stephanie? She says. I was completely thrown and luckily did not swerve. Huh. But it got me thinking: I've never seen a ghost, I've never felt a ghost. But I have had some really weird and too realistic dreams. Mm. My mom is a nurse. Same. Mm. And I remembered as a kid hearing her mention seeing former patients that had passed as ghosts on her floor of the hospital.
0: See, that's when I just run.
1: That's when you quit. I quit the job. And burn the hospital mm-hmm. down.
0: Yeah. She worked
1: Creating on Creating
0: the- more ghosts, ironically.
1: Ironically. She worked on the diabetic floor, and most of the patients were elderly. Losing them was not uncommon. She really told me how it works now. She can sense them and even see them, but maybe not always clearly. Apparently, she now lives by two other women who are also ghost sensitive. Mm. The three of them live next door to each other, three houses in a row. That's like a children's book.
0: It is. I wonder if they're all Filipina. (laughs) No, seriously, I'm not being, no, (laughs) Klutzi's Filipina. I'm not like being racist. No, I know. It would be amazing. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Oh, the food would be delicious from these ghost ladies. Oh my God, I would
0: love to go visit. It smells real good.
1: And they will all talk about how this one ghost down there will bother them all. He's not exactly an evil spirit, but he's bothersome and gives off some negative energy, it seems. He will bother one of them one night and then move on to the next house the next night always knowing if one of their husbands is out of town. That's so weird. Yo. What if it's a real alive man? (laughs) Oh, no. And on top of it all, of course, my mother's cat often is staring out the back door at what seems to be nothing, but is assumed to be this spirit. Mm. Or an exterior light that doesn't work, no matter what they try, actually lighting up suddenly one night. Oof-da. Oof to you.
0: Oof to you.
1: But, Steph continues, Mm. it doesn't end there. Mm. Apparently, my great-grandmother had a different sense. Mm. Her sense was a bit more unnerving. Oh, shit. Out of nowhere, yeah. she would start smelling funeral flowers. Oh, ow, I felt that in my dick. And then, <laughs> Sorry. So she'd smell funeral flowers. Within three days, someone she knew would pass. From what I've been told, she was very uncomfortable with this sense, but couldn't stop it. Mm. Supposedly, my youngest cousin on that side seems to have some sort of sense, almost like he can hear or communicate with ghosts. But personally, I'm a bit sus about him. (laughs) (laughs) Then she says, did this geriatric millennial use sus correctly? I think you did. Uh, We recently and unexpectedly lost an aunt who's really just a longtime friend of the family. Later that weekend, he claimed to have heard from this aunt by saying she loved us and was in a happier place. This was my mother's childhood friend, so my mother was taking the brunt of having to get everything handled after this loss. What my cousin said to my mom clearly helped her in her emotions that weekend. I love how Clutchy's like a little bit like I don't know about this one. He's maybe just trying to fit in, and I would definitely do that if Absolutely. my family was all psychic and I wasn't. Yeah, like the family Madrigal, and I'd you're be like,
0: like I'm getting a sense of something. Yeah,
1: it's like I definitely feel something. And they're like no, you're not. But it always comes after this happened. And then I'm yeah. like, I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. And then there's me. Mm. I didn't think I had any sort of senses, but in the past year or so, I've started to wonder about some of my dreams. Oh, shit. I lost my heart and soul cat Godiva in 2021. Naturally, I remember her every day, but even then, I wasn't even dreaming about her. Even after we got Mabel a few months later, I was still missing my Godiva. Godiva. And I distinctly remember one night being so emotional and really missing her. I was crying and begging her to send me a sign or to visit me. I've Done that before. And then that night, I vividly dreamed of her. Did I wake up crying? Yes. But I knew she had heard me. Then last year, we lost my stepmom. She had been moved to hospice that weekend and entered into a sort of non-responsive state. We knew it was coming. That Sunday morning, I had been so vividly dreaming of her around 8 a.m. And then I was woken up by a phone call from my dad saying she had just finally passed at 8.10. Whoa. I'm talking, he woke me up from dreaming about her. It was like she was saying her final goodbye to me. Oh. She was my stepmom, but they started dating when I was three. So, like, she's mom. She says, at the time, I didn't think anything of those dreams. I found them odd and coincidental. But then a few months later, my mom asked me if I had ever felt ghosts. So it all started to click. I don't think these dreams are random. It's too specific when they happened. And since then, I've had a few more. And they always seem like either a message or just a quick hi. I had a dream of Godiva the morning of National Black Cat Day, which is awesome. Godiva was a black cat. And yet again, it was so real, I woke up crying. Only a handful of times have I dreamed something vividly that seemed to happen in real life later. So that's all I know so far about the ghost sensing abilities in my family. I've barely known about it for a year, and yet I have a husband who doesn't believe in ghosts, but I guess we can prove him wrong. That is from Steph. (laughs) Steph, you have to nurture this.
0: Okay. So this is from Jess. Okay. It's called Ghost Kids.
1: Okay, the worst kind of kids.
0: And I like it because it's a bigger font and as I get older, I realize why most older people have their fonts really big on their phone and they're super bright. Okay. <laughs> this is the ghost of my eyeballs. No. Okay. Ghost Kids. Okay. The worst. A kind little of kids. let's Okay, would you You got it all out? Maybe. Okay. Ghost kids. The worst. Oh kind fucking of hell! Kids. When my mom and I met child ghosts while house hunting. Content warning for this one: murder, child murder, <laughs> gun violence, and suicide. Okay. You
1: know what, Jess? I Thanks, appreciate Jess. your warning. Yeah. That was really good. We so, would have we would have dove right into child suicide or now, something. Now every
0: time if I saw that i like right before a TV show
1: I'm like I'm fucking I, in. I, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm totally. in. Like, oh God, this would be good.
0: All right, let's set the scene. Okay. It's the early 2010s. Bruno Mars is <laughs> topping the charts. My twin and I are wrapping up our bachelor's degrees, and I've perfected my indie sleaze wardrobe. Hell yeah. Life is bitchin'.
1: Hell yeah, Jess. Two
0: weeks before graduation, our mom called us back to our childhood house.
1: Surprise!
0: <gasps> our parents are getting divorced. Oh. Dad dipped out so fast, I'm surprised he didn't leave a Kool Aid Man style <laughs> hole in the wall. <laughs>
1: I'm sorry Jess but that's very funny but I'm sorry
0: now travel safely back to campus and enjoy finals week with this (laughs) on your mind
1: thanks parents
0: it's the summer after graduation my mom took her portion from selling our childhood home to buy a smaller house with more land for her dogs to help her make ends meet I offered to live with her for a few years and pay rent to help make the mortgage payment. That was nice of you, was Jess. was very nice of you. Yeah. You know what? Earn your fucking keep, help <laughs> your mom out.
1: <laughs> Jess is great. Jess I'm saying is out it's of great. the house.
0: No, but they're doing a good job. Yeah, but
1: they didn't have to come back, but they didn't. That was nice. All right, well, can I move on? The worst kind of kids.
0: She agreed, and the house hunt began. I scoured the listings and find one in Bucks County, Pennsylvania, a creepy area in its own right, literally books written in it. On oh. it. They're right. It is. it is Bucks County is like super haunted. I didn't
1: know that. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, let's go.
0: She's so excited. It's a small farmhouse, fully fenced with a barn, plenty of property, a two car garage and an interior that could definitely be worse. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Really
1: selling it on us. <laughs>
0: We weren't afraid of a DIY, so we jumped in the car to do a drive-by. Not like a drive-by. But there like was, a, just well, like hey, a, hey, let's hey, hey look-see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dusk in the summer, so we are rolling up to the area, windows down, squinting at old rusty road name signs. We figure out we have to take a turn down this road with, I shit you not... A wooden, seemingly handmade road name sign. And the big farmhouse is the only thing on this very secluded road. Now, Pennsylvania in the suburbs in the summer is far from quiet. Some drunk dad setting off fireworks in the distance. Crickets chirping. Cicadas being loud. As we are crunching down the gravel road, it is dead quiet, and I hate it. I am a city mouse. (laughs) I'd rather hear a car alarm go off at 3 a.m., than the nothingness of the countryside. You know, the country is actually extremely loud. It's so
1: loud. We open the windows
0: at night. I'm like, can we close the windows as the cicadas, man?
1: But when there's no sound, you know something's wrong.
0: Oh yeah, no, that's, that's when they're coming. Yeah, yeah. they're coming. Okay. Especially now that we seemingly found the setting of the hills have eyes. <laughs> My mom is blinded by the farmhouse charm. She's tittering on about what great shape the barn is still in and maybe she can get chickens and goats. And ooh, wouldn't it be nice to have a little garden next to the barn? She's been through the ringer. I indulge with a, do you want me to contact the realtor for you? She's smiling and optimistic for the first time in months, so Aww. I grit my teeth and start typing an email on my phone. I wonder what phone they had in the 2010s. What was it, a Kyocera? like a Kyocera. Kyocera. Lucky us. That Saturday, the realtor offered to show us the property. Maybe I'll feel less creeped out in the light of day. We rolled in 10 minutes early, and my mom was just vibrating with excitement. (laughs) We get out to poke around the front and see if any nosy neighbors pop out to chat us up. Nope. It's as quiet and dead as it was on the evening drive. The literal stereotype of realtor bounces out of her SUV (laughs) with a megawatt smile and two folders, and she's bursting with energy. God, she sounds exhausting. She
1: sounds... Ex- I bet... She's
0: like the one that never leaves the party. I bet
1: she's the one who calls Chardonnay, Shard. Yeah. Shards and Margs.
0: Margs. She, <laughs> yo.
1: <laughs> Live, laugh, love. Shards and Margs. Oh,
0: she definitely has script-fonted stuff in her house. Oh, for sure. Yeah. The seller just lowered the price yesterday, and aren't we just so lucky to be the first to find out? Oof. I dig through the folder quickly, scanning all the details for our keywords mold, asbestos, termite damage, fire damage, nada. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> my mom and the realtor are engaged in this excited, volleying conversation that is building an energy. Live, laugh, love. <laughs> I added that. That was my own flair. I just cannot vibe with it, so I break off to investigate on my own. Jess is one of us. You know what, Jess? You're one of us. Jess is
1: one of us. You and your
0: indie sleaze outfit. (laughs) I'm big into that. That's great. Mold and foundation damage had been our biggest hurdle, so down to the basement I wandered. It was huge. Fairly high ceilings. Semi-furnished. Poured concrete floor. Very nice for our price range. Hmm. There is exposed wood aplenty, so it's time to break out my flashlight. I started noticing discoloration on many of the unsealed wood on the walls. Gross. <laughs> Getting into where the living room is, there is even more staining of the exposed wood. Grosser. Considering it is covered by carpet. <laughs> Time to interrogate the realtor. I wander back to the main floor, and their chattering is gone. As I walk by the kitchen sliding door, I see movement down by the barn. Ah! Of course my mom wants to see the cute barn trekking down i can't help but notice it just seems so unnaturally quiet where are the lawnmowers the sounds of children playing dogs barking live laugh loving nothing i hear what sounds like crying inside as i get to the barn door Mm. i yank the door expecting to see my mom but it's empty I hear it again, but it's in the back of the barn, and I'm starting to feel protective of my mom. In long, purposeful paces, I'm at the back of the barn, calling out for my mom, but there's no one. Then I feel a small, ice-cold hand in mine. Less of a cry, and more of a whimper, right next to me.
1: Fuck you, dude. God! Fuck this story. Oof, duh! Jess is such a good writer. This is awful.
0: I froze. I wasn't nearly as familiar with spirits or presences or what have you at the time. I had embraced my path only a year prior. Mm. With my eyes squeezed shut, I just whispered to the spirit that they weren't welcome with me and waited. They left my hand and the whimpering stopped. So I noped out of the barn (laughs) fast as fuck.
1: First of all. Yeah. Well done, Jess. Good for you, Jess. Keeping your head level.
0: Listen, Jess is very good with boundaries yes it's like
1: yo ghost not today not today no no not this you hand. gotta take
0: your little fucking cold hand yeah go find another warm body <laughs> yeah. and start crying to someone else yeah. piece of shit maybe that realtor but not my mom nope hey the realtors you know what maybe she'll get you a house that yeah, realtor. probably she will. and a nice little sign this is live, laugh, love, live left script. love and script nice little font <laughs> <laughs> when I turned to close the large barn door I again saw a movement off to the right of the barn I really needed my mom. <laughs> I round the back of the barn to a small swing set and garden area, but no mom. The swings, however, are swinging unmistakably as though fueled by the momentum of a child. Nope,
1: nope, nope. Fuck nope, this nope, shit. Nope.
0: This time, I call out for my mom with some oomph. The swings keep swinging, and I need another witness. Again, I feel a cold, small hand as I'm st- staring straight ahead at the swings near tears and nearly pissing myself. All chill is gone when I feel that hand again, and this time, my call for my mom is sharp and pointed while I squeeze my eyes shut and beg the spirit just to leave me alone, please. As soon as my mom is behind me, the little cold hand is gone, and my mom is talking to me with a hand on my shoulder, asking me what's wrong. We watch the swings as they swing and begin to slow as kids jump off. Oof. And we look at each other, with a fuck that fuck this let's fucking go (laughs) and we wave off the realtor as we circle the house back to the driveway as we leave in the car we drove silently for a while we pull up to wendy's for frosties and fries nice nice a few miles from home she finally starts talking and asks if i thought something went down there Apparently, neither of us noticed the nice enough, very well-priced large home had been on the market for two years.
1: Oh, that's not good. That's a horror movie. That's a horror movie.
0: When I got home, I had to know the property's history and dove down some rabbit holes. We knew the seller was the estate of Mr. James Schmidt, made up name. After some searching, I found the house. A few years prior, the family had lived there. One evening, they had been hosting some family friends and neighbors for a party. James, the husband and father of three, had gotten intoxicated and went to his gun closet and retrieved a gun. Uh Uh-oh. He proceeded to murder all of his guests in various rooms in the house, including the living room and basement. Oh, no! Some neighbors had made it outside before being shot, Mm. and he left them like that. His children had been playing with the guests' children outside when the shooting started. Some were able to make it to the barn, and a few were found out in the open in the backyard. No one noticed this happened until the following morning, and the police put out a search for him. To give closure to the story, he ended up dying by suicide in a random hotel before being captured by the police. The quiet made sense. The small hand made sense. The full story still couldn't make us put an offer in on that house, though love you both have a great blessed spooky Halloween season Jess god I, damn man ch-
1: I have chilled Jess you are an amazing writer
0: yeah that's that's a great that's some great writing there Jess
1: holy Hannah
0: <sighs> don't throw parties <laughs> <laughs> We are back.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. I used to love that song.
1: Once there was a boy who got
0: into an accident at college school, he finally went there. Birthmarks on the wall. Who wrote that letter? That was a good one.
1: Crash test dummies. That's a weird name. <laughs> hmm. Strange. This is from Angela. Hello, Angela. I have many, many spooky stories that I have amassed since my first spooky experience at the age of five. Damn, girl. I come from a long line of spooky people. This reminds me of Bugs Bunny when he's doing <laughs> when he's doing the hair of the monster. He's like, I bet you be very interesting people yeah, inter- in this in- I interesting I job. I come from a long line of
0: spooky, spooky people. people. Yeah, spooky, spooky. experiences.
1: Spooky. <laughs> We like it that way, says Angela. Huh. In 2014, my husband moved us to Minnesota, hell yeah, from Iowa for All his right.
0: job. He's so proud of that, aren't
1: you? He? he works for an agency that offers assistance to farmers. So we ended up in a very rural area that was also very isolated. Nice. We had five acres of land and a very cute rambler with a pole shed and an ancient barn. I don't know what a pole shed is.
0: I don't. I'm, maybe it's a shed
1: for a pole. I think it's a shed filled with poles. Okay. All kinds let's poles. Let's use that. Okay. It should have been the perfect place. From the very first day, the house was active. Among some of the things. Huge clattering noises in the basement that when I ran downstairs, I found nothing. Mm. Pounding on closet doors in both the basement and the primary bedroom when standing near them. Other doors in the basement where our sump pump was opening by themselves. Water turning on full blast by itself. Singular hairs being pulled on top of my head in the kitchen. Ugh! Ghost children, the worst kind of children, hiding in the haystacks in the barn. Nope. My daughter thought it was her brother. Mm. Ghostly running footsteps down our gravel driveway at night. Tell, tell those kids to get a job. That is such a specific sound—footsteps on gravel. Listen to me. If those kids died before child labor laws, yeah, just get them a job. Yeah, just. Get- in a farm yeah there's no laws on a farm no and for farmers that's like why you have children is labor put
0: the ghost children to work
1: make them work for you monetize the ghost children sow the
0: seeds bitches yes
1: literally and figuratively a weird mound in our windbreak. hmm is that right (laughs) now these are terms i don't know (laughs) okay so just try to
0: just try to make sense of them Mm. okay ready
1: A weird mound in our windbreak, as well as tree thumping and whistling, which would mimic my own probable interaction with a skinwalker, and this little gem. Mm. The primary bedroom door handle would jiggle and turn by itself, even on command for visitors. Nope. It's like a party trick. Yeah. I was once in the only gas station in the nearby town of Herman and was chatting with one of the owners who had lived in our home at one point in the past. Out of nowhere, she asked me if I felt weird in my bedroom. She said then the door handle would jiggle and she would hear noises in there, especially when she stayed there alone.
0: There's good jiggle and bad jiggle. That's a bad jiggle. This was a bad
1: jiggle. She bought a big dog and would ask her dad to stay over when she had to be alone overnight. I got to the point where I would just feel doom when I would see the house from a distance. It was the worst five years of my life. And I've lived in some pretty active homes before. This was something else. Something that I used to call an earth spirit. You know when it's old. It's old. She says it felt old and beyond anything else. Yo. There was a reservation not far away that has a yearly Wendigo Festival. And I definitely got the feeling of being an unwanted presence. It would change shapes from being a tall white being at the end of our hall an old man dressed in work clothes similar to what my farmer grandpa used to wear, a snowy owl that would randomly appear and perch on the barn, to a ghost cat that I could never get to come inside. Aw,
0: this cute little ghost cat, Butter.
1: The home we moved into after that in the central part of the state is much newer, and I have felt nothing except for when we first came here and I woke up out of a dead sleep, Wandered downstairs, looked around in the dark, wandered down to the third level, and I did find water running in the bathroom there in the basement. Just the one time. And hopefully that was just a goodbye from whatever I left behind in that little country home.
0: I bet the only thing she's feeling are those high taxes.
1: Hey! All right. No, in this economy, for real.
0: No, that's crazy. Who is that from? Angela.
1: Angela. That oh, I know so... Angie. That's Angie. That's so scary.
0: Hi, Angie. Oh, Angie. Listen, you guys need, you checkmates, you are some haunted ass motherfuckers. <laughs> and I love you for it, you spooky bitches. All right. <laughs> this is from Allison. Hey, Bethany and Dennis. Hi. I recently started following your podcast, and needless to say, I'm hooked. Yes. You know, that's... Thank you, Alison. That's so nice. As soon as I pay off some bills, I will definitely become a devoted paying patron, or maybe hero-hero. Join hero-hero. He- Alison, if you're listening, do hero-hero. It's only $5 a month for everything right now. Hero-hero. For hero limited
1: time. .co slash Bethany Watson and Dennis Callow.
0: I have a spooky story to add. If it's not too late. No, it's not too late. We're reading it right now, so... Back when I was in college, I dated a guy who lived in Tallahassee, Florida. Hot. During one of my breaks, I flew to Florida to visit him for several days. When it was time for me to leave, my boyfriend drove me to the airport for my very early morning flight. We left long before the sun was up, and because his family lived in BFE... I don't know what BFE is.
1: Um, bumfucking...
0: Bumfuck England? Uh, England. The bulk of our drive was on twisty back roads in the country. It was barely dawn when we rounded a corner and I saw an extremely tall hooded figure standing just off the road in a place that made no sense for a person to be standing.
1: No, Allison, no. No. Allison, no.
0: It looked like a nine foot monk wearing a brown hooded cape. I can't explain how I know, but it was not a scarecrow. I had a sickening chill up my spine and was just speechless. My boyfriend freaked out and said, what the hell was that? and then proceeded to drive 80 miles per hour to the airport. (laughs) Yep. Good for you, buddy. Yeah. We didn't say a word to each other the rest of the way. We were that freaked out. Yeah. I couldn't wait to get to the safety of a well-lit airport terminal. Fast forward many, many years later when I met the love of my life, my now husband. We are soulmates, best friends. And his mother says, we are almost like twins in our demeanor, our sense of humor, etc.
1: They're a bonded pair.
0: Very bonded. I love that. One night while we were still dating and not living in the same town, he called me to chat. I was driving home on a rural curvy road in the dark. I told him it was spooky, and we got to talking about spooky stuff. He then asked me, what's the scariest thing you've ever seen? Before I could answer him with my hooded figure story, he proceeded to tell me how back when he worked for a moving company, he was driving on a back road in Florida late at night, not in Tallahassee. He was blasting music to stay awake, and then when he rounded a corner, he saw a very tall, hooded figure standing inches from the road. He said he thought he was hallucinating. He couldn't stand not knowing, so he did a U-turn in the middle of the rural road with a huge moving truck nearly going into a ditch and drove back to see it. No. He said he drove miles back and didn't see anything. He said there's no way it could have been someone playing a prank who would stand inches from the road at 2 a.m. in an area where there were only swamps. Needless to say, I screamed when he started telling me his story. I've never met anyone in my life who has seen something like this. As weird as it sounds, we both say, this is just one more sign that we were meant to be together. (laughs) Now that I have all the creeps all over again, have a great evening, lol. (laughs) I love your podcast, and it's keeping me sane these days, Allison. Allison, uh, holy shit! First of all, thanks for—I guess you found us. Thanks for stumbling upon this podcast. We hope you enjoy this story. That uh, we hope you enjoy hearing your story, rather. Uh-huh. And uh, what a way to have a soulmate, you know? Like, hey, this hooded figure followed me in my youth too. Tis
1: truly a way of of taking lemons and making lemonade. Jeez, yeah. Uh that's awful.
0: That was it. That's all you have to say. Yep. All right. We have one more each.
1: One more each. I'll read mine. This universe. is also awesome. this is a jam packed. This is a nice little longer. Episode. This is great. I'm loving this. I'm so we I have love this. Some spooky ass people in our world. So Look, proud of. Let me, me. just yeah. I'm, let
0: me just say how proud your aunt and uncle are of yeah. you. Yeah. Like right now, your we, internet aunt and uncle are so proud of you for these yeah. stories. Like we're we're so grateful for you opening up and sharing them with us.
1: Pulling the veil back a little bit on. Podcastery. Yeah. Podcasts that do like scary story episodes, a lot of times when it's maybe your first year doing them you don't really get that many submissions because you're a new podcast. And so you kind of like mine your friends and family yeah. to see if they have any scary stories and then like present them as if they were a listener story, but it's like your mom. We didn't have to do that. Nope. Like I'm so amazed that all of you have so many of these. Yeah. And thank you for sending them in.
0: I mean, I think Christina Gonzalez is going to be the one that like pretty much <laughs> writes next year's episode because she's Chris- got shit for days.
1: Christina, if you if you don't know, Chris, our last spooky story episode was like, 80% Christina Gonzalez Christina is like when you're playing Family Feud and you get to like the final round where two people have to guess all the answers and the first person who goes gets gets like 86 points (laughs) and then the second person just has to bring it on home Christina is the 86 pointer she's
0: the 86 pointer yeah Yeah. she's the clutch hitter Okay, yeah. you got a long one here. This
1: is from Jen La Rochelle Starbucks. <gasps>
0: Jen! Oh wow. Jen Jen, I think has like a collection of stories, right? Jen, do we wanna just do we wanna just read one?
1: I have th- I have three. So why don't so I read pick one? Pick one and
0: then Jen, we are gonna save some of yours for either next year or like a little bit probably next year. We'll save yours and we'll open with yours next year. But so why don't you pick the one that you wanna read and then we'll do one more each. Sorry. I'm gonna
1: leave the one where the walls bleed oh, for another time.
0: No, no. Do that one. Do the
1: wall bleeding? Yeah, and strong. What are you, crazy? Okay. Do I'm, two. Okay. Spooky story number one. Okay. Two days before my 14th birthday. This is the title. My dead grandfather gave me a gift, question mark? Oof-da. I was born in New Hampshire, but lived most of my life in Ohio. Since our extended family still lives in New England, we spend every summer and most of our Christmas breaks there. Wait, why did she say like Christmas? Christmas. Tis truly a marvelous Christmas. Okay. This particular year, we were already on our second trip in August of 2000 because we had returned for my grandfather Dominic's funeral in March. When we would stay in New Hampshire, my mom and I would stay at her mom's house, and my brother and dad would stay at his mom's house. While I loved spending time with my grandmother, I hated sleeping at her house. I've always thought her house was creepy, especially the hallway to the bathroom, bedrooms, and, of course, the basement. Mm. But I always chalked it up to the imaginings of a child in an old house. I always slept in the room farthest from the bathroom and would run as fast as I could when I needed to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. I still do that, Jen, and I am a grown-ass woman. Mm -hmm. I'm sure the spooky feeling was not helped by the giant crucifix hanging next to the room I slept in. (sighs) However, one night when I was 13 years old, I was about to make the run to the bathroom when I realized the crucifix I had to pass to get to the bathroom had blood running down the wall. I have never experienced that level of horror before or since. What? I stood in absolute disbelief, staring at the wet, still dripping blood from the crucifix. No! Any need to go to the bathroom evaporated, and I hurled myself back under the covers of my bed because fuck that.
0: There would just be a pile of fesses and urine oh, fesses. under me, and I would just run. Fesses,
1: fesses, fesses everywhere. Everywhere.
0: everywhere. There's just smeared fesses on the walls. Where as I'm did Dennis go? Bed.
1: Follow the fesses. Follow
0: the line of fesses. The panicked fesses on the wall.
1: In the morning, I told my grandmother what I found. Being the logical, no-nonsense woman she was, she said it must be paint and wiped it off with her ever-present tissue stuffed up her sleeve. Wow. I, however, was not buying the red paint explanation and, as an annoying 13-year-old, wanted to know where she kept red paint, which she, of course, could not tell me as it did not exist. If that night wasn't traumatic enough, it happened again the next night. This time... I did not discover it until the morning because there was no way in hell I was about to venture out of my room during the night ever again, bathroom be damned. Mm. This time, when I showed my grandmother the now dried blood on the wall, the prayer below, and the light switch, she decided maybe it was a bad idea to keep wiping it off as whatever was doing it clearly wanted it to stay. A few days after we left and were back in Ohio, she called us to say it had actually happened three times. Once when I saw it the first night, once during the day the next day, and then again the second night. She also told us she realized the first time it happened was on the feast day of St. Dominic, the name of her husband, my grandfather, who had just died. Fuck. It is now considered a holy place. The crucifix and drywall it hung on that had blood on it was cut and removed before the house was sold and demolished a few years ago. It now hangs in my aunt's house. Oof.
0: All right, we're getting chance in the chat to do all three. Okay. Do all three. Okay. now, <laughs> But you're editing this, so yeah. like... No, it's fine. You Sure. Do you
1: want to go and then I'll do another one?
0: No, finish okay, all of Jen's and, and then we're going to end with our, our buddy R. Plaggs. Great. Yeah. Okay. Spooky
1: story number two.
0: I'm here for it.
1: Back when TVs lived on rolling carts. My childhood house is a tri-level with one staircase that connects all three levels. At the top of the third floor is a bathroom followed by four bedrooms. I woke up during the night to go to the bathroom. This Mm. is a common theme. Yeah. As I came out, I heard talking coming from the basement. That did not make sense because everyone had gone to bed long before I did. Kill me. Since I was the last one to go to bed that night, I thought maybe I had left the TV on in the basement.
0: Mm.
1: Not wanting to get in trouble for leaving it on, I go down to turn the TV off. Big mistake. When I reached the basement stairs, I saw the TV cart was moved to the bottom of the stairs with the TV turned on and pointed at the stairs. Oh, fuck my shitting dick. You open the door to a creepy basement and there is a TV playing at the bottom of the stairs pointed at you.
0: That's a no for me, dog. That's
1: a no for me, dog. Horrified by what I was seeing, I ran to my room and locked the door. Yeah, girl. When I woke up the next day, I checked. The TV was off and back against the wall. I have chills again. I hate everything about this. Yeah. Seeing that only my mom was awake, I asked her if she had moved the TV, but she had no idea what I was talking
0: about. Uh.
1: To this day, that house is still actively haunted. Did you go, uh... (laughs) I didn't know. Oof. That was my reaction. My wife and I had to live there for six months following a two-year battle with our insurance company after a tornado in 2019 destroyed our house. We moved our necessities into the basement and turned it into a small apartment while we waited to return home. The TV sound bar would turn on and off during the night, along with my dad's computer powering on and unlocking the home screen, even though it's passcode protected. Our two cats stared at things that we could not see. The dog woke us up in the middle of the night, growling at an empty corner of the basement. Needless to say, I'm glad we're back in our house, no longer living in that haunted-ass basement.
0: All right. I got a couple of things to say. What's Just up? one, actually. Yeah. Good on that ghost. Figured <laughs> out technology as years went by, cracked the fucking <laughs> password, understood how a sound bar yep. worked. Hey, good on you, ghost. Yep. You kept with the times. Yep. I'm proud of you. If
1: you don't keep moving forward, you are moving back.
0: Backwards. Crazy. Jen's got some crazy stories. I think this is like the first of like 17 Holy shit, mate! So her and her and Christina—oh my gosh! If her and Christina got together. Are gonna
1: be like the fucking no? They're just gonna write all of our stories for all, next year. That's All we need, yeah. Spooky story number three. Here we go. We got three guys. The title is "When My Wife's Private Therapy Session Included the Non-Living." Mm-hmm. Thank you for normalizing therapy. <laughs> Don't worry, says Jen. I checked with my wife before I wrote this story. During the height of the pandemic, my wife and I were living in a rental house while the aforementioned tornado-destroyed home was waiting to be repaired by our insurance company. Mm. I wish I could say we were home quickly, but after six months in a hotel, 13 months in the rental, and six months in my parents' aforementioned creepy basement, there was nothing quick about our journey back home. The house was nice, but had a creepy vibe that you couldn't put your finger on. We experienced the interior light of my car getting turned on every night. Things disappearing, then reappearing in strange places. Nothing too insane if you know what we've experienced in the past. My wife worked from home during this time because I'm immune compromised. The house was perfect for this setup because there was a huge, fully furnished basement with a wood-burning fireplace, which is her favorite. Yeah. It was also perfect for her telehealth therapy sessions. She says, hooray for mental health, because it gave her privacy. One day during her therapy session, she noticed that her therapist seemed distracted and was not really looking at my wife. Her therapist randomly said, My daughter loves watching ghost hunting shows. My wife, also a ghost hunt loving lady, was excited by the mention of this random topic inserted into the therapy session.
0: Jesus fucking Christ.
1: She told her therapist how we love watching ghost hunters, kindred spirits, and ghost adventures, even though the last is more for the laughs and the dramatics, Hmm. obviously. Okay. Her therapist said, I'm glad to know you like those kinds of shows, because I think I need to tell you, I have been watching a dark mass pacing behind you for the last several minutes. Bro! Yeah! There was nothing but a wall behind my wife. Love you both! Happy spooky season! Holy fucking shit. That's from Jen La Rochelle Starbuck. Okay, listen.
0: Uh that made me think of when she, when she mentioned Ghost Adventures, it yeah. made me think of the Lost Tapes episode when we went ghost hunting, <laughs> and
1: you were taking everything so seriously. <laughs> Dude, <laughs> when you are a day hunter, <laughs> you and I are day hunters because we like to go to bed at a reasonable hour, and yeah. our new friend Steve Gonsalves from Ghost Hunters yes. is an honorary day honorary, hunter.
0: Honorary day hunter. We I, gave him the badge. I love that episode because you are so focused, and you're like, okay, listen, we're going to start to, yeah, you
1: do that face, and and you're like you're wearing your glasses and your sack baggins, my pants, jeans. my baggy baggy <laughs> pants. A man drove by in a car, rolled down his window, and said, "Nice outfit." Yeah, I said, "Thanks."
0: All right, Bethany,
1: that's all on our Patreon. We and hero hero.
0: yes, hero hero, you can get it now for five dollars. <laughs> Go hero hero. Uh, this is our last story. Okay, it is from the dare I say, incredibly stunning R plagues
1: <laughs> Dennis. This is a problem. I know. Because every time we I
0: look up a checkmate, they're listening. gorgeous. They're
1: fucking gorgeous. It's <laughs> like, well.
0: You're usually the one that yeah. I'll be in the other room and I'll hear, Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> and I'm like, what's the matter, Bethany? And you're like,
1: our fucking listeners are disgustingly I just, hot. I just looked up Vicky Nicotine and she's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. So
1: anyway, good problem to have. Yeah. Our plague's gorgeous.
0: Like attracts like, you know what I'm saying?
1: Thanks, babe.
0: All right. Scary stories, dot, dot, just whoa, two dots. Dot. That happened in the dark. Oh, I love this From style. Rebecca, also known as R. Plags. It is. Yes. Hi, Bibi and Dennis. Hi. Smiley, shy face. Hi. Below is a true encounter and no rights are reserved. Please do make a short film about this. Oh, and you can use our names. Love oh, you both, Our Plags. Hell yeah. Bethany. Yes. I know that in the server, I did upload some thunder. Oh, thank you. So, here we go. Okay. On a stormy night, I was awakened to the sound of rain pounding on the roof. I lay in bed, shrouded in an inexplicable, calming stillness. Suddenly, the wind outside began to howl, whipping the branches into a frenzy as the rain's pace intensified. It was a bit unsettling, the symphony of rain and wind, yet I didn't feel uneasy, per se, I continued to lie there. My back was turned to Anthony, my fiance.
1: Ah, oh, hi, Anthony.
0: And I was locked in an unnatural stillness. It was as if the world itself was holding its breath with me at the center. Oh, man. As I lay facing the window, an otherworldly blue light faded into the room, sweeping from the ceiling to the floor before fading out. Simultaneously. Did I say simule? <laughs> yes. Fuck, man. All right, well. Simultaneously, an electric whoom sound filled the air. And then, as suddenly as it had started, the pounding rain and furious wind ceased. The room was engulfed in complete and utter silence and stillness. Not a single drop remained. No lingering rustle of leaves. Absolute silence. Still, I lay there with (laughs) another... Still, I lay there with an inexplicable sense of not wanting to wake my fiancé washing over me. Typically, when we wake in the night, we make our way back to each other's arms. Aww. But not this time. This was different. The following morning, as we lay in bed, slowly awakening, Anthony turned to me and nonchalantly asked, Did you hear how hard it was raining last night? My eyes shot open and I exclaimed, Yes, yes. We stared at each other in amazement, piecing together the same eerie details, the abrupt stop of the storm, the fading blue light, and that unsettling whoo sound. (gasps) It was clear that both of us laid there, side by side, unwilling to wake the others, trapped in the grip of the same encounter with the notion that neither of us was awake. We remained positive that even though Anthony sat up and looked around, neither of us felt or sensed the other being awake. (sighs) That light is something I have never experienced before, It was not a flash like lightning would be, it had a blue hue, and it faded in, swept across the room from top to bottom, then faded back out. Our house backs up to a wooded wetland. It only houses some bunnies, frogs, and yapping coyotes, to my knowledge. There is no explanation that I can piece together from that night. The memory of that night will forever bind us in a shared, unspoken, understanding. Of the inexplicable, our fucking Yo! plagues! Holy shit! God damn, Yo! dude! Yo, so that is it. That wraps up spooky season for the check-in. That was aliens, dude. Yo.
1: Also, everyone's such a good writer.
0: I know. I'm kind of intimidated.
1: Also, aliens. That was a. You got aliened. I boom. You've been
0: alien. You've been aliened. You've been alienated. <laughs>
1: Yeah, you got alienated, but in a different way. Oh, so bad.
0: Wow. Hey, guys, first of all, we want to thank everyone. This was great. Everyone for mm-hmm. sending in your spooky stories. Yes. Um, You guys are incredible. Thank you for supporting us. Yeah. Uh, Thank you for supporting us, not only just monetarily, but also, like, listening to this damn show. Yeah,
1: and when we ask for spooky stories, you send them. And by the way, if you ever just have a spooky story, send it in. Send it in. Because... uh. Because
0: then we won't have to write a segment. Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we may like bust out a random spooky story episode. Well, yeah, and if you
0: while. send them throughout yeah. the year, we can just co- sort of collect them and use them for these episodes yeah. that happen in October. We love these episodes. We love these episodes. <laughs> we love these episodes. We love you guys. Thank you so much again for listening. Oh, yeah. uh, if you need to find me, I'm at Dennis Callow on everything.
1: You can go to BethanyWatson.com for all your Bethany Watson needs. Uh, I'm Ms. Bethany Watson on Instagram and TikTok. I think I have like 80 followers on TikTok now.
0: Nice. Um, One of my uh, videos, sort of our, the one that we made, the woman in the corner. People liked it. It's up to like 90,000 views.
1: That's good for us.
0: That's very good for us. I know.
1: Patreon.com slash Dennis Callow. His name, our Patreon. Hero Hero. 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 Hero.co slash Bethany, Bethany Watson, Watson and, and Dennis, Dennis Callow. Callow. It's long, but man, it tells a story.
0: Go there. Join. Five bucks. If you're a one or two dollar and you've been on the fence about joining for five bucks, now's the time because you're locked in for life yep. and you get everything for, for life. Uh, yeah,
1: For life. I think that's everything.
0: Bethany, that's everything. What a wonderful spooky season. There's still more of it for oh, us yeah. but yes, uh, yes. and for you guys. And uh, we hope you have a wonderful spooky season. And I don't know. Don't get kidnapped by aliens.
1: No, certainly don't. Avoid hooded figures in the night. Oh, gosh. If the walls are bleeding, it ain't paint, baby. No, it's not paint, baby. That's some primordial ooze. We need to make a shirt that says if the walls are bleeding, that ain't paint, baby. baby. And uh thanks for taking the time to check To in. check in.
0: Don't check out.